This is Here After, and I'm your host, Megan Devine. Each week, we tackle big questions from doctors, nurses, and other helpful folks that let us explore how to show up after life goes horribly wrong. This week, it's all about reclaiming your time in your family system and out in the wider world with Eve Rodsky and Dr. Aditi Narukar, hosts of the new show, Time Out, a fair play podcast. We'll be right back after this first break. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation compatible device and vehicle required. Before we get started, one quick note. While I hope you find a lot of useful information in our time here together, this show is not a substitute for skilled support with a licensed mental health provider or for professional supervision related to your work. Hey friends. So I would say that the number one question I get for the show is some variation of how do I manage to be a good fill in the blank when I'm handling multiple losses and stressors in my own life? So that blank is usually filled in with therapist, nurse, partner, parent, care provider. Caregiver burnout is a massive topic, and addressing it is one of the core goals of this show. So this week, I invited two special guests to come dive into this topic with me from two different angles. Eve Rodsky is a New York Times bestselling author and the creator of Fair Play, a step-by-step approach that helps partners rebalance their domestic workloads. Dr. Aditi Narukar is an internal medicine physician, public health expert, and medical correspondent with an expertise in stress, resilience, and mental health. Together, Eve and Aditi host the new show Time Out, a fair play podcast, which maps the ways caregivers can reclaim their time inside families and other systems that often invalidate women's contributions. Now, you don't need to be female or identify as a woman to listen to this particular episode, but we do explore a largely gendered social construct around caregiving. If the genders and the pronouns don't reflect your life, hopefully the concepts beneath them will. If you're a caregiver in any capacity, this conversation will leave you with both validation of how hard this all is and give you some tools to help you both deliver and receive the support you most need. Now, a content note here, there is a lot of information in this show. It's sort of a hazard of having brilliant people on as guests. They have a lot of things that they want to share with you. But don't worry about following every single detail. We're going to summarize it at the end and make sure you have places to go for more detail in the show notes. 
It's going to be a great episode with lots of useful insight. So let's get right into it with my friends Eve and Aditi. I am so glad to have you both in the Zoom studio. Studio. Zoom studio. That's what I'm going to start saying. Anyway, I'm really glad you're here. Thanks for having us, Megan. We're so happy to be here. It's the one big happy iHeart family right now. Okay, so we have a lot of things to get into today. So I want to jump right into it, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Of course. Yes, we're ready. Okay, so one of the things that I love about you both, both of you individually and both of you together, is the way you sort of turn on the blacklight around issues of gender and service. If you think about the way that we care for others, whether personally or professionally, how does gender play into that? It is uh, the dirty little secret, I think, Megan, that intersects our work with yours, that caregiving um, our entire society has been built on the backs of the unpaid labor of women. And I do think that maybe this is the one silver lining or a silver lining of the great disruption we just went through, which is that burnout and especially on women is something I don't think can longer be ignored. And no longer do I think it can be fixed by a walk around the block or as one woman said to me, gratitude journaling herself to death. Uh, We have to start looking at this idea of, you know, self-help as mutual aid. Uh, What does it look like to live in connected communities that actually care about each other? That's going to be translating all the way from the work Aditi and I do with agency, empowering people in their personal agency, but also in how we communicate and connect as a a society as well. Aditi, where does that intersection of gender and service show up for you? You know, Megan, so much of Eve's work really resonates with me, first as a working mom. And when we think about women who are physicians or caregivers, any type of caregiver, we also wear so many different hats, right? Like we are parents, spouses, siblings, daughters, and so much of our work, whether we do it in a professional space or personal space is caregiving. And often caregiving of any form falls to women, even in medicine. And particularly for me as a working woman, working mother living through the pandemic and seeing what's happened with burnout and stress and mental health from the perspective of a physician who specializes in these things, there's so much synergy between Eve's work in the gender division of labor and how to find parity and equity in the home to how that translates into the workplace. Yeah. And and all of that begins with really hard conversations, not with the practice of gratitude or taking a walk. Like, I love that you brought that up, that like, we can't self-care our way out of this. We couldn't self-care our way out of this, like before the pandemic, or as you called it, Eve, the, the big disruption. Like, these are systemic fault lines that have been around for a very long time. And I think, you know, one of the things that the pandemic experience has done is really expose those fault lines. Like we can't pretend we don't see them anymore, not in our professional lives and not in our personal lives. Oh yeah. Those cracks are, are there. They're, they're not unseeable anymore. As you said, the term that I think Aditi and I like the most for this dirty little secret care is invisible work. In 1986, this term was coined, invisible work, that the work of caregiving, the hard, hard work of of raising a society, the social contract falls on women's shoulders and it's invisible and it will always remain invisible because women do it. I do think as we enter the 2020s, we will, as you said, Megan, have, have this heightened awareness that 
women's time is considered by society as infinite, like sand. It's our most valuable currency and we're taught from birth to give it away to others for free. And what happens to our mental and physical health when we continue to do that? Whereas men's time, men's time in our society has been historically viewed as diamonds. It's finite. All you have to do is call 50 schools like I did for my research in Fair Play and ask, why do you call women when kids are sick to pick them up? And you'll understand uh, how men's time is guarded. Yeah. There's this idea that the woman or the identified caregiver in those domestic partnerships, like they can drop anything at any time and go serve and serve and serve and show up. I know that your research shows that women shoulder two thirds or more of unpaid domestic work and childcare for their homes and families. And like that, I love like same shit, different decade. Like I start thinking like same shit, different century, right? Like you think about Walt Whitman, Leaves of Grass. Like why could the white man go to the woods and write his beautiful things that everybody quotes? Well, it's because he had his wife and his daughter come and doing his laundry and feeding him and making sure that he was like not going off the deep end like women have always done invisible labor and and we can't really put that back in the box once it starts to go out i mean we could go on total tangents here about like why we oppress and repress women so much because the power of women it's so threatening it needs to be bottled up and stuffed away and suppressed like bring on my undergraduate degree but what I want to do is get into a, a listener question because it, it really is that that invisible labor that shows up in daily life, but also when loss and grief of any kind erupts into the domestic sphere. So you ready for the first listener question? We're ready. OK, let's roll. So this question is from a person grieving the loss of a family member. And they said, my dad died in an accident a little less than a year ago. It's been hard on all of us, but not exactly equally hard. I'm the fixer in my family, meaning I'm the one who makes things happen. I'm the one figuring out the finances and cleaning out my dad's house. You talk a lot about letting grief take up all the space it needs, but how can I do that when I'm the one holding the world together for everyone else? I've got all of the end-of-life details to work through, plus my kids' feelings around the loss of their granddad to manage, and lunches still need to be made, the dog needs to be walked, and I have a full-time job. Something's got to give, but I don't see what can change. So I think you can see why why I chose this question for you. <laughs> I've had lots of patients in this exact scenario where they are managing the loss of a elderly relative, usually a parent. They have other siblings, many of whom are local, that they shoulder the burden of end of life care, as well as tying up all loose ends after the death. This is a tough one. It's unfortunately all too common, particularly I'm assuming, and I please correct me if I'm wrong, that the listener who wrote that question is, an, is a woman. Correct. We all have roles within our family structure. And since birth or early childhood, we're defined in a certain way in, in families. Grief is a complicated process. And Megan, you really dive into this in your podcast and in your work as a psychotherapist. No two people grieve the same way. No two families grieve the same way. So it's highly personal, highly individualistic, and it's complicated, messy, and can also be very painful and difficult. Very few families and patients that I've taken care of come from families where the grieving process is this kumbaya moment. We've talked about fault lines before. A lot of these Achilles heels of families, once that matriarch or patriarch passes on, all of those Achilles heels become 
major at the forefront issues. And for this particular reader, first, I just want to say that you are not alone. I have had thousands and thousands of patients who have felt the same way. It is normal for you to feel a sense of overwhelm because you are managing an abnormal situation. So you are having a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. The first is to understand that you can't do it alone. And it's not a sign of weakness or vulnerability to say that I need help. And if you can't rely on your family members or next of kin to help you, then there are professional services to do that. Anything you can outsource, try to outsource. Have someone come into your home to help with lunches. Have your spouse help make lunches. Forget the laundry. Let it pile up for a little bit. Relax your standards of what you used to do and what you were like prior to this event that's really shaken your family. And once you outsource a lot of those things and try to hire some professional help, you create a little bit more space for yourself. So it's difficult to create space and chaos when all of the walls are collapsing on top of you. So if you can outsource a little bit more, you can create some space. And then what you do with that space is so important. You know, many of us under periods of stress, we scroll through Instagram or we just get into these habits and patterns that are quite destructive and certainly not beneficial for our mental health. So when you create that space for your particular reader, do something that feeds your soul. You know, maybe you can spend time with your loved ones. I really believe in the therapy of a 20 minute walk every day to clear your head, create some structure around your day. There are so many ways that you could try to lessen the burden of what you're feeling. And without going too long, I will finally say that the analogy I like to use when someone's under a stressful situation is the idea of a tea kettle. We are all tea kettles during stress. We all think we can change the heat of the moment, like dial down the heat and it'll get better and the water will kind of cool off and become tepid. But unfortunately, life happens and you can't always dial down the temperature of external events. There's many ways in the doing that we can manage our stress in our day to day, small incremental changes that can open that lever to release the steam. And that alone can be very therapeutic. I love that you brought up that last piece because I th I think one of the things that can happen when you're in that overwhelmed, I'm doing this really emotional thing and I'm also in charge of making sure this family keeps running is like, oh, great. Self-care is one more thing I have to do. But one of the important pieces in what you just said was this isn't about add a 20 minute walk in to solve this problem or on top of everything else you're doing. It's first we need to have a conversation about where can you share this load? whether that is bringing somebody in outside the family or reconfiguring things within your family unit so that you do have more space. And then you get to make some informed choices for yourself inside that space and figuring out how to have those conversations about who does what in a family system. And this is really your guild house. Yeah. I started off trying to understand what was happening to women. What that has done for me over 10 years is it allowed me to understand family systems like this and to say, okay, how do you make your decisions? Let's pretend our home is our most important organization. And this person's decisions with her parents is the most important thing that that person and their family structure is dealing with right now. The only way that you can actually move forward with some mental space, which is structured decision-making. And so what I mean by that is, as Aditi said, we don't care who's doing the execution, whether again, you're able and have the privilege to outsource or whether it's to people in your family, but the understanding that the execution is not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is the cognitive labor, 
the thinking, the planning, the monitoring. There is no excuse for all of that to fall on one person. What ends up happening is the gendered assumptions come back in. You start saying, well, in the time it takes me to tell him, her, they what to do, I should do it myself. And you end up in the same terrible patterns of resentment and rage on repeat. The only way to break that cycle is to start understanding that within the specific tasks of the home, when you hold the conception, planning, execution together, that ownership mindset is how you break the cycle of rage and resentment of having to hold all of those cognitive labor tasks in one mind, which can literally bring you down. My bet is that that dynamic of the woman in this family, the person who asked the question, that that assumption, presumption, mom takes care of all of the planning and the organization and understanding why the item is important to do and making sure it gets done on time and in the right order, that existed way before this death intersected with this family, right? Like these are not- Correct. Yeah. I mean, these these are not systems that arrive along with the death. These are systems that crack, right? And and I love actually thinking about like that idea of inv- invisible labor. We think about like, oh, right, the women's work as a service provider in and out of the home is the invisible part, but it can be invisible to the woman in this question as well, right? Like we don't really realize how much work we do until we suddenly can't do the work for whatever reason. Like when the caregiver breaks, even the caregiver starts to see the sort of breadth of everything they've been holding together. And there is often that sort of breaking point where they're like, I can't do this anymore. Like, even if I wanted to, I can't do it. And so what I love about sort of applying the work that both of you do to this sort of there's been a death space is we're talking about ways to start working with your family dynamics so that during this time of crisis or tragedy, when there's something really big spiking, It isn't just a quote unquote solution for this, but this is really a way to evaluate how does this family work and how can I start claiming my time back? Going back to what you said, Aditi, like when I can start claiming a little bit of time back, then I can make informed choices about what life do I want for myself? You know, what's so fascinating about the intersection of my work and Eve's work is Eve is so brilliant in thinking about systems and the larger societal forces at play. And my background as a clinician is thinking about the individual biology, right? So for this particular reader, she's under a period of stress, active acute stress, but has had chronic stress for a long time that she hasn't fully recognized or come to terms with because she's always been the caregiver and always been the primary caregiver and her role in the family. And she likely has a very high level of highly functioning stress. She is doing so many things as we know many caregivers do. Caregiver stress is a real entity. It is something that we do not talk about enough. If there is a silver lining of this pandemic is that mental health has come to the forefront. Caregivers as an entity and the needs of caregivers has really come to the forefront. We need to work with our biology, not against it, if we want change to happen. And you can't fill someone else's cup unless your cup is full. So the reason that the biology of stress is so important in this particular scenario is because she is highly stressed in addition to managing a stressful situation. She's already running on fumes. And so reclaiming her time, creating and carving out a space is a way for her to truly equilibrate within to bring her biology back to baseline 
out of that fight or flight state back into that rest and digest state. And we have to flip the switch. We can flip the switch through incremental changes in our daily lives. And I think that's where the secret sauce is between Eve's work and my work is first the understanding that they can make a change, why it's important to make a change, and then giving them the tools to actually make that change happen in their lives, both for themselves and their families. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back after a word from these sponsors, friends. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I'm talking with Eve Rodsky and Dr. Aditi Narukar. Before the break, we were talking about women and grief in their personal lives and that overwhelm of stress. So we've got like the big arc of gender constructs and how they do a disservice to women and any genders in the world, how they do damage to the ways that we care for ourselves and care for each other. We've been talking about brain things and like there's there's so much in there. And what I want for people to take from this part of our time together is not, oh my gosh, I have to become an expert in all of these things in order to survive this thing that I'm currently living through. No, 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 no. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want our conversation to, to add to that, but that there is a lot of research out there in a lot of different areas that really speaks to this deeply gendered imbalance that shows up in so many different parts of life, both the professional sphere and the personal sphere. So what I want people to to hear here is that, as you said, Aditi, like you're not alone if you're wrestling with this stuff, if you've been feeling burned out and overwhelmed and irritated either in your home life or in your professional life. And the pandemic has brought up a lot of stuff, a lot of losses, certainly, that have caused those existing fault lines to erupt. And this is a really good time to talk about what are some actual steps the person in this first listener question might take knowing that they probably don't have the bandwidth to do a full deconstruct of the systems in their life. What are some things that they might be able to do to help themselves in this moment start to move towards a more equitable timeshare in their home life? 
Well, the good news is we've done it for them. So that here is a 101. We have tools. Definitely, we have tools. And the, the other good news is that the data shows that there is actually a secret formula, Megan. I love a formula. I, it's important, again, as Megan was qualifying, that the you know we're going dark to go light here. The first half of the show was you're not alone. That That's what we're telling you, not that you have to solve this, but that you are not alone. This is not a you problem. Private lives are public troubles. That's what C. Wright Mills says, one of my favorite sociologists in the 20th century. So here's a secret formula. It's really a combination of boundaries, systems, and communication. And so if I could just give one line for each one, the boundary is we have no excuse anymore to value women's time and to allow them to choose what they do with their time. There's no excuses that your partner would have four hours to check a PowerPoint and work out and you're in service of your family until your head hits the pillow two hours after they are sleeping. There's just no excuses. We're entering the no excuse zone. There's too many systems. There's too many tools out there. There's too many people to support you in living in that space. And so that's a true boundary. A true boundary, as we said, even though it starts with self-care and and we don't have anything against taking a walk around the block, that's a, a starting point, but that's not what a boundary is. A boundary is believing your time is diamonds believing you deserve time choice and how you use your day and making sure that you have the adequate support to assert that your time is diamonds and you're not going to be the one picking up your child from school, even if your job is more flexible, even if you make less money than your partner, even if you believe you're a better multitasker, even if you believe in the time it takes you to tell the other person what to do, you should do it yourself. Those are all toxic messages that we have no excuse to retire. That's a boundary. A system is, as we said earlier, it's structured decision-making. Don't be afraid of systems. It's just asking questions. Hey, why don't we like think about how do we create more time and efficiency so we're not living in overwhelming boredom? Maybe that means we should make some decisions in advance so we're not struggling with who's taking the dog out. Maybe you do full dog days, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, and I'll do the other days. And we'll try that out. Let's see how that works. So the ownership mindset, that's that's the system. And then the third is this communication, which comprises two parts. Self-talk, which is what we just said, the burning of guilt and shame, the belief you deserve, equal time choice as the people around you, and then how you communicate what you need to those around you. And that often is the hardest step, Megan, because as you know, with grief, this idea of how do you articulate these things of such again, a combination of rage and sadness and the lack of hope. And those are hard things when you're in that space, emotion is high and cognition is low. And so it's very hard to get out of that space. So if there are times when emotion is high, cognition is low, that's often not the right time to communicate, write it down, come back later when your emotion is low and your cognition is high. And I'm sure Aditi will have things to add to those three frameworks. I love those three frameworks. It's so clear to me when you share your formulas. It's like, yes, aha, of course. I love what you said, Megan. I don't want that person or anyone who's in a similar boat to think, oh, I need to be an expert. I need to have figured it all out. Because just having that awareness that, oh, wait a second, I think I'm in trouble. You're already halfway there. So for this particular reader, or a listener, you know, the person who wrote the question for this particular person, what I would first say to them is 
gentle, gentle, gentle. Please be gentle with yourself. Protect your sleep. It's something that is we overlook, but sleep is a therapeutic intervention. Someone who is going through grief and mental health struggles, who feels like the walls are caving in, typically sleep is one of the first things that's impacted. So fragmented sleep, lots of awakenings during the night. People are staying up late, trying to burn the midnight oil, trying to finish all of the tasks of the day. As this person has suggested, there's just a sense of overwhelm. So protect and prioritize your sleep. It has incredible brain benefits, body benefits, and impacts every cell, organ, and tissue in the body. So protecting sleep as a therapeutic intervention is really important. And there are many ways to do that. The second is to potentially seek some professional counseling and therapy for this particular person, not for everyone, but for this person as a way to air out some of those grievances and challenges. If someone is in a role of caregiver in the family, they're always on and they are the ones that everyone comes to. So they hold a lot of the family's challenges, struggles, secrets, and they need some respite too. Ultimately, we're not bionic, we're mere mortals. I know many caregivers feel like they're bionic, but we are all frail mortals and we need an outlet. So that would be an important suggestion and tip for this reader. And then the third would be to find, particularly for this reader, find outlets that bring joy and a sense of lightness. COVID, the pandemic and the public health challenges of it have been heavy and weighing us down. We also know that 70% of the workforce has at least one feature of burnout. We in our field in medicine, we've always known that mental health has been a major issue, but it's you know now much more of an issue that everyone understands. It's considered the shadow pandemic. And so finding ways to bring that sense of joy, which might seem very frivolous, that word joy might sound frivolous, but it has deep clinical benefits for the brain and the body. And there are many ways to bring that joy. We talk about this in our podcast, the concrete ways to bring joy when you are really in the shit. Because in many ways, we're all in the shit in some form or the other right now, year three of the pandemic. I love that we keep coming back to the things that are broken now were broken before the pandemic. And what the pandemic has done is really made us as a culture, I think, unwilling to pretend that what's broken isn't broken. Right. I love that kind of the core of what both of you just shared, those three action steps that you each shared, like the thing that they have in common, at least to my mind, is telling the truth. Right. That there is power in telling the truth. It's not a solution for all of the systems that are broken. It's not a solution for grief. It's not a solution for healthcare system breakdown and burnout and all of the things that spiral out from the undervaluing of service and labor. But telling the truth is one of the most revolutionary acts we can do, I think. And that means telling the truth to yourself and telling the truth in the systems in which you operate. Right. Truth is how we make that change happen. So I think that's a really beautiful place to bring our time together here to a close. Thank you so much, friends. We are going to link to your new show, Time Out, a Fair Play podcast in the show notes. But please let everybody know where they can find you in each of your respective worlds and whatever else you want everybody to know. You can download the Time Out podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And also some of these tools can be found on Fair Play Life dot com and at our Instagram at Fairplay Life. 
Excellent. So we will make sure to link to all of those. Aditi, where can people find you when they want to know more about all of your work? My website, draditi.com, D-R-A-D-I-T-I.com, or any social platform at Dr. Aditi Narukar. Okay, coming up next, your weekly questions to carry with you and how you can send in your question for us to use on the show. Don't miss that part, friends. We will be right back. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Each week, I leave you with some questions to carry with you until we meet again. It's part of that whole this stuff gets easier with practice thing. We covered so many topics and interventions and actions in this episode. I want you to just choose a few things to practice so that you don't get overwhelmed trying to fix your overwhelm. A lot of the imbalance around service and support comes from outdated and deeply entrenched gender and social constructs that have us undervalue service in both the home and the workplace. That doesn't mean there aren't real-life, day-to-day ways you can combat these issues. This week, a little inventory. Make a list of all of the things you do to keep things running on the job or in your home. Next, go through and underline some things you'd like help with. It could be domestic chores like laundry and trash, two big points of conflict according to Eve's research, or it could be of a more emotional nature. It's a much bigger assignment to communicate those places where you need help, but identifying the needs is an important first step. That's why we talked about telling yourself the truth is a really important act here. For ideas on how to communicate those needs, be sure to check out the podcast Time Out for a detailed discussion of Eve Rodsky's fair play approach to domestic timeshare. I bet you'll find all of her work useful as we navigate, as they say, these uncertain times. I can't believe I said that phrase, these uncertain times either, everybody, so just stick with me. Sorry, sometimes I have to use common phrases. We didn't get to listener question two in this episode, but that doesn't mean we won't do it another time. Even though we've got a lot of questions to work with, I still want your questions. Want to know how to submit your question for me to possibly address on the air? This show is nothing. Without your questions, it is literally a Q&A show. You can ask me anything you'd like. 
Bring me your clinical questions, your I'm trying to be a good friend frustrations, the things that scare you. Ask me how to handle that one thing that always leaves you feeling like a deer in the headlights and you really need a script for it. Let's talk it out. Call us at 323-643-3768 and leave a voicemail. If you missed it, you can find that number in the show notes or visit megandevine.co. If you'd rather send an email, you can do that too, right on the website, megandevine.co. We want to hear from you. This show, this world, needs your questions. Together, we can make things better, even when we can't make them right. You know how most people are going to scan through their podcast app looking for a new thing? They're going to see the show description for Hereafter and think, I don't want to talk about that stuff. Well, here's where you come in. Your reviews let people know it really isn't all that bad in here. We talk about heavy stuff, but it's in the service of making things better for everyone. So everyone needs to listen. Spread the word in your workplace, in your social world, on social media, and click through to leave a review. Subscribe to the show. Download episodes. And send in your questions. Want more hereafter? Grief education doesn't just belong to end-of-life issues. Life is full of losses, from everyday disappointments to events that clearly divide life into before and after. Learning how to talk about all that, without cliches or platitudes or simplistic think-positive posters, is an important skill for everyone. Find trainings, workshops, books, and resources for every human trying to make their way in the world after something goes horribly wrong at megandevine.co. Hereafter with Megan Devine is written and produced by me, Megan Devine. Executive producer is Amy Brown, co-produced by Tanya Yuhas and Elizabeth Fazio. Edited by Houston Tilly and studio support by Chris Uren. Music provided by Wavecrush. Good Lord, that was like pulling, pulling teeth today with my ability to enunciate. Goodness. <laughs> there were a lot of big words. <laughs> All right, peace out. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 
Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 